welcome to the Kosafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to this latest edition of the Kasafa Show, where we hear from the former Zambia national team coach Patrice Bumel, who is now in charge of a powerful Ivory Coast team and seeking to guide the elephants to the World Cup finals next year in Qatar. We spoke to him about his views on that journey, but also about Africa's potential at future global tournaments. We'll also get the views of FIFA's chief women's football officer, Sarai Behrman, on how the global governing body plans to develop the game not only in the Kosafa region, but also the rest of Africa. First, we hear from FIFA Secretary General Fatma Zamura, who's recently been in South Africa during the Kosafa qualifiers for the CAF Women's Champions League. She says the development of the women's game is a top priority for the organization and that they've got great plans ahead in the coming years. As you know, each of the regional, uh, the zonal unions of football in Africa receive every year one million dollars from FIFA. And under this program, uh, what we want to achieve is to make sure that girls from the age of 10 who wanna play football have an opportunity to do so in the region and also to be gradually reaching uh, the elite football. And uh, the second uh, um, program that uh, we are supporting uh, Kosafa on is the development of, of the coaching. Uh, starting tomorrow, there will be 25 coaches uh, who are going to be presented for them to be licensed in grassroots football. FIFA is investing a lot in a school uh, competition. And uh, the reason is that uh, we have already seen in uh, France in 2019 during uh, the FIFA Women World Club, the level of competence of uh, the uh, South Africa uh, Football Association, but also the development of the games, of the women game in, in South Africa. And South Africa being the economic engine of, 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 of the subregion, we want through SAFA that other members of ASAKO SAFA be emulated and also be able to reach the same level of competition. Today is an opportunity also for us to witness how uh, good uh, this region has been in promoting club football. And, uh, you know, in, uh, in two years, in 2023, we will be uh, uh, experiencing the first expanded FIFA Women's World Cup from 24, team to 30, uh, 24 to 32 teams. And our hope is to see more than one Kosafa uh, member association participating to this World Cup that will be hosted for the first time also in the history of FIFA by two different confederations. And that will be played respectively in New Zealand and in Australia. Madame, also you're very passionate about issues surrounding gender-based violence. How are you giving support in terms of that? Well, uh, this is part also of the social role that football can play, especially in countries where gender-based violence is, is a real issue. And I think South Africa, uh, the issue of, of, of gender-based violence need to be treated in different angles. And if the football, the women football legend, but also the male uh, football players and the football officials can help uh, broadcasting, diffusing, uh, uh, expanding, uh, messaging that uh, uh, the, no woman on earth, no matter what she does, does not deserve to be to be treated with violence. We will be uh, uh, making 
something good for our society. Women's players can play a major role in how the changes can be brought about at the community level because they represent role models for the community and for all the young girls that, that are looking up to them. And we would like to use football in a, a way that the messages that are sent across the countries composing Kosafa are well accepted because they are delivered by people who are from the country, who have the competence, who have the knowledge, and also who sometimes have experienced this kind of uh, violences uh, in, in, in their own home. And lastly, Madam, um, this is the first Champions League for women in Africa. How confident are you that even the finals that are going to come with all the zones together is going to be a success? Well, the presence of uh, the women leadership of football Global women leadership football is already a testimony that for us it's critical that uh, uh, club football be developed in Africa because, as you know, the fan basis for the club is something really that boosts the development of football in all the continent. And uh, this first edition has already shown by the level of uh, major coverage that it has been receiving because I'm part of a forum of journalists who have been following uh, the launches of this uh, first edition since the beginning means that it can only grow. Sarai Berman echoes the thoughts of Fatma Samura and gives more detail on the important activities off the pitch that will help to grow the women's game in the Kasafa region. So Kasafa is a, a very strong region in terms of the competitions that they offer here. I think they're one of the regions in Africa that is offering competitions to all age levels on a very regular basis. So FIFA is helping support those competitions. But in addition to that, we are also working to develop the game around the competitions. So for example, we have a de-licensed coaching course, which we are supporting alongside the tournament today, where we will be educating teachers in schools who will then become coaches of these young under 15 girls teams that we see playing in the legacy tournament today. Uh, in addition, we are specifically supporting a, a woman in football administrators course. Uh, it's very important to see more women in the administration of our game. And by providing capacity building by giving them a network, um, by giving practical school to those administrators, it will help us to see uh, more figures like Madame Samura and myself um, participating in the administration of the game. And with the Champions League being a first and, and the qualifiers as well, how important is it for FIFA in terms of development, club development of women's football in Africa? Club football is very important to the growth of our game. Club football is the foundation of women's football. So for CAF to introduce for the first time a, a Women's Champions League is a huge step, a very important step for women's football in Africa. And I'm really excited to see uh, who will win the final today to join the other teams uh, that will be participating in the final. But I think if the club competition within Africa can be strong and continue to run year after year, we will start to see uh, more competitive African teams at the international level as well. So very important step, very exciting. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the fruits we're just into our last question that now there's going to be more sports for African teams um, in terms of the World Cup as well. Having seen South Africa in 2019 and maybe this year when Zambia went to the Olympics, so you see a lot of potential in that African teams going to the international stage and doing so much better? Yes, absolutely. I think whilst we see club foundation, it's, it's the foundation, 
for national teams are the driver of development. When we have national teams that are active, that are competing on a regular basis, it means the entire pyramid, the whole structure underneath the national team is active as well. All the leagues, the clubs, everything that's feeding into that national team selection is active. So it's very, very important to see African teams competing at the highest level at the Olympics for the first time ever in France in 2019. It was amazing to see South Africa there. And it's been a game changer for this country. You know, many, many women that participated in that World Cup are now having professional contracts overseas in Europe and America. So you can see the impact that international football can have. And it's important that we continue to see that grow. And uh, Madame Samura, she mentioned we are expanding to 32 teams now for the Women's World Cup. And that means that one additional team from Africa has an opportunity to attend. And that for me is very exciting. And I can't wait to see the qualifiers. Patrice Bromel was assistant coach to Irv Renard when Zambia famously lifted the Africa Cup of Nations title in 2012, and again when the Ivory Coast achieved their long-awaited success in 2015. He's now a head coach and plotting his own path to the title with the Elephants in Cameroon next year, and also hoping for a World Cup return for the West Africans in Qatar later in 2022. The fact that you're going to play six World Cup qualifiers, as you say, six cup finals, uh, yes. means, do you think we're going to have a very high quality football-wise, a high quality Nations Cup, all the teams that are going to be there, except maybe one or two are not playing in the World Cup qualifiers like Gambia, they, they're all going to be sharp, they're all going to be um, in tune. It's, it has the possibility to be a good football tournament. Uh, first of all, uh, my opinion about this next Africa Cup will be very good. First of all, because uh, when I look at the schedule and the groups, uh, I think it's well balanced. In each group, you have um, very strong teams uh, in Africa and you have the outsider, which uh, did uh, very well uh, for the qualifiers. So I think we won't get small team. We'll get uh, every time tough game in each group. Uh, play in, uh, in Cameroon, it's a football country. I visited the seats and uh, the stadium are very good and uh, the fans, the atmosphere smell already good football. And I think after the, the, the World Cup qualifiers, uh, all the team will get some improvements because it's when you play uh, such uh, difficult games that your team improves. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think uh, I'm looking forward to be on January because uh, we'll get some good football and I think everybody in Africa is expecting uh, the, this Africa Cup uh, in coming. And obviously you'll be one of uh, you'll be one of the favourites and your ambition must be of course to, to win the Cup uh, that is obvious for, for Cote d'Ivoire but now uh, you know having worked in a, in a Cup winning team already with Zambia in 2012 do you, do you think you have a little bit of an advantage in terms of you know a few things about uh, you know a little bit better about the recipe for winning? Uh, every competition looks different uh, we are four months before before the, the start of this uh, competition and uh, it's too early to talk about that because the players they have first of all to concentrate 
uh, on, on the club's uh, games. We start the season with the clubs, so it's still very far, but uh, it will be my seventh uh, Africa Cup of Nations participation. I mean, since 2010, I never missed any competition. But, uh, of course, it's a lot of experience. I won two, so it can get a good advantage. But, as I said, every competition is different, and it's not because you won in the past that uh, that you you will be uh, you will get a good advantage but i will use my experience uh, to say that uh, such competition we have to be consistent sometimes to start very well like we did in 2019 with morocco Uh, it's not uh, easy to say we can win because even if we won the three games in the group stage, uh, we we lost in the penalty shootout against Benin. And uh, in the opposite side, uh, when we start not very good in 2015 uh, with Ivory Coast, finally, step by step, we get stronger and better and better after each game. And at the end of the day, we won Africa Cup. So, of course, I will get this experience. But uh, every competition is different, and uh, I'm just looking forward to get my squad uh, two weeks before the competition to write the first page of this story. And uh, I believe that uh, my hope is to go as far as possible with the elephants. And uh, all your Nations Cup, it must be a little bit like having a, a family of children. Is, is there a favorite for you? Can you have a favorite 2012, 2015? Which of the two, perhaps, was the better one for you? I think in terms of organization and stadium and the atmosphere uh, I think uh, the one in 2013 even if we didn't go far with uh, with the Chipolo Polo but in South Africa I mean I play in um, in uh, um, Pumalanga Stadium it was uh, so fantastic and the atmosphere the stadium the organization was looking like uh, 2010 World Cup so I think it's my favorite to remember my memory but of course when you win two Africa Cup yeah. to reach a final to feel the you know the atmosphere uh, to get back home with the, the trophy to meet the fans at the airport it was uh, amazing so I think out of the seven uh, participation uh, my I, I remember every single game uh, since 2010 even in Angola with Chipolo Polo uh, we finished first in the group stage uh, with uh, Tunisia Cameroon and Gabon so it was massive to, to finish first in the group stage so I mean yeah every single competition it's in my mind in my heart and I, I want I cannot forget that so every Africa Cup uh, as part of magic it's, it's difficult to choose one but it's like it's like choosing, yeah, it's, choosing between your children yeah exactly sir exactly <laughs> uh, can I ask you a little bit about uh, the qualities of your squad um, first first of all let me ask you this does this current generation of uh, uh, Cote d'Ivoire do they do they sh not struggle but do they live a little bit in the shadow of the of the Drogba Colo Toure uh, Yaya Toure generation uh, I think uh, in each uh, country sometimes uh, it's not like we are lacking talent because Ivory Coast we have plenty talents sometimes uh, it's uh, you know maybe you need one or two years to regulate because it's never easy to get success and to win of course in the past when you look at uh, 
the, the lineup. It was like, wow, we are playing a top team in the world. Uh, because uh, out of the line, uh, lineup and the substitutes, they were all playing in top clubs. But today, when I look at my, my squad and uh, all the players can can reach the, the national team, we have plenty talent. Uh, we have some players who get the maturity, like uh, Serge Aurier, Eric Bailly, I mean, uh, Max Allen Gradel, Gervinho, mm. uh, Serge they got some maturity, but uh, still we have some young players who just get back from uh, Olympics and uh, we have talent. So now it's a matter of building a team spirit all together. It was uh, what I was saying uh, a few minutes ago. Um, I think talent is here, but now we have to, to play such important game to build our team spirit and to show that we are still a strong, strong team in Africa. I mean, Ivory Coast, when you are coaching Ivory Coast uh, in Africa, it's a top team and uh, everybody expects Ivory Coast to, to reach high level. But uh, I can tell you, of course, we are a bit in the shade of uh, strong, strong names like uh, Drogba, like uh, Colo Touré, Yaya Touré, uh, Maestro, uh, DJ Zocola, etc., etc. But still, we still have plenty of talents in this squad. And, and so what are the qualities then of the, of the current generation? I think uh, the quality, uh, I saw that during uh, AFCON 2019, uh, 23. Uh, I think in terms of generosity and uh, commitment, they want to play together. And we saw that during Olympics. So it's a good generation. They know each other since uh, three, four years uh, already. And uh, you have uh, talent pure talent like Ahmad Diallo, like Ahmed Junior Traore, such players, uh, Christian Kwame, they, they are the future of, uh, of uh, this squad because they are still young. They have 19, 18, 19 years old. So we just have to let them to work and uh, we are expecting them to, yeah, to be the, the new uh, stars in, in this squad. Just a couple of general questions. When you, when you played your first match, I think it was Belgium, eh? Um, these, these days with the, with the Nations League, we are going to have less and less opportunity as Africans to play against uh, national teams. Do you think that is a, that is a, it's a pity for Africa? We, we are losing out on a good experience every now and then? I think so, because uh, it's always a good opportunity. It's a very good window to show that uh, when you play Belgium in Bruxelles against uh, a top team, even if they mix the team, but we show that we draw 1-1. And everybody was saying, ah, no, you know, Belgium, they put the B team. But I'm not sure because uh, uh, it was some players who, are, who used to be with this squad and, and same. For me, I was building the new team. I played uh, with Sinali Jomande, first time in, uh, in, the, in the national team. Some young players, uh, Christian Kwame and some uh, very young players. So I think it's a good opportunity every time to show that... Uh, Africa has a good football, has a good uh, players, and I think uh, sometimes uh, uh, Europe underrates a bit African football. In in terms of um, Qatar, do you think uh, there's a possible? What do you think about the chances of Africa maybe making a little bit of an impact? I mean, it was a very poor World Cup in Russia for Africa, and we have traditionally one team maybe does well, Ghana, Cameroon, etc. But do you think we have the possibility in Qatar to perhaps have a better World Cup for Africa? Uh, 
Yes, I do think so. But I was there with Morocco. First of all, I would like to, to just to, to, to pass a message to FIFA to say, I think we don't respect African football when you have uh, out of 53 or 54 federation in Africa, only five is, is qualified to the World Cup. I mean, it's not even 10%. So how can we be represented continents when you don't have one team in each group stage? When you look at Europe, I think if I don't make any mistakes, they have 12, 12 teams in the group stage. So sometimes you can even have two teams from Europe in the group stage of the World Cup. Yeah. When you don't have, uh, I think we have 32 teams, so it's uh, eight groups and we are only five, meaning we are missing minimum three teams to be represented in each group stage. So I think that we have to push, Africa has to push to ask to put three more teams, I mean, in, in, in the World Cup. Then we can talk about uh, quality. To, you know, to go to the semi-final, you have to get uh, experience. Like Uruguay, uh, in the last, uh, last year, they were strong because they used to go to the World Cup. They got some experience. And I think it's the same to Africa. Um, I do believe that if you put some more team, more team uh, will get out of the first, uh, first round. Because when, if you look at the last uh, World Cup, we went uh, Morocco, Tunisia, Egypt, Nigeria, and uh, Senegal, meaning Ivory Coast, Ghana, Cameroon, uh, South Africa, they stay home. And I think uh, the, such a team deserves to go every World Cup. And if you put three more teams, I'm sure, I have no doubt that you will get more teams ge getting to the second round. So it's my first opinion. Afterwards, of course, uh, I expect one team to reach the semi-final. In 2010, uh, Ghana was not very far and uh, Algeria in 2014. So we just have to, to continue working to be more efficient um, all Africa and to show this continent is a football continent of course and is there is there a danger someone like you can be put into a, a hole of national team coach only that you you perhaps because you haven't worked at a club or you worked very short while I think with with uh, at Lille but uh, you know that it, it's, a, it's 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 a different ball game and that you can be pigeonholed that you are you are a national team guy you're not a club guy is that is that a danger for you perhaps no because I start uh, my first experience I spent uh, four years in Nîmes in my club. I was player and then uh, I became assistant coach. So I worked uh, three years uh, in Nîmes. Then I worked six months uh, in Lille. But afterwards, you know, I love uh, working every single day. To give you an example, uh, we are starting uh, the FIFA date next week. But uh, as I did uh, in Zambia and in Angola and here, I'm working with the local boys as well. So, okay, it's it's not like I'm, I've got a game every every weekend, but I'm working. Um, I mean, it's not only uh, two weeks per month, uh, two two games per month. It's just I'm working every single day, and I need that. And uh, of course, my will is one day to show that uh, I'm ready for a club, and I'm very exciting about that. I, I don't have any limit, and uh, I know it's two different jobs, but uh, I can put the cap as a national coach, and I can put a cap for a club coach. I have no problem with that.
That's it for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We look forward to your company again in two weeks' time when we will be in the throes of the Kasafa Women's Championship that starts in Nelson Mandela Bay on the 28th of September. And we'll also be looking ahead to next month's World Cup qualifiers. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoladuma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. 